Welcome to the Sobriety Elevated Podcast with your hosts, Kevin and Jim. We are dedicated to strengthening your recovery and elevating your sobriety. Thank you for listening. It is showtime. And we're back after a hiatus. Uh, Jim, how are you doing this wonderful, wonderful day? It is such a beautiful day, and I am doing great. How about yourself? Doing well. It's hot here. It's about 103 degrees here in St. Louis, so uh, trying to stay in the air conditioning as much as possible. I tell you what, it's only 61 degrees here with a beautiful breeze. Over the weekend, it was over 100, so... I'm in the new office digs here, and I am loving 61 degrees. Yeah, I'm jealous of that. Speaking of hot weather and burning, I think today we're going to talk about burnout in recovery. I think that is the perfect topic because it's something that we go through and seldom is it ever really talked about. Because usually, what does burnout in recovery lead to if your recovery is not solid and strong? I think it leads to relapse most of the time. That would be the right answer. And yet, what can you what can you tell me about burnout? Like how does it feel so that we can if you're listening to this, we can, you know, it's like the question is is am I in burnout or am I just tired today? Yeah, I what is burnout I think for me like? I, oh, over the last, you know, several months, I've started to kind of feel a little bit of burnout in, in all aspects of my life, but in recovery specifically. And it's really where you just get like, I think overwhelmed maybe, and, and you've been doing so much and so much time and energy has been put into something and you just don't really see the, the benefit as much as you probably did early on in recovery. Exactly. And if you're listening to this, if you're going through a phase that I would say after about a week or two, you still feel this way, you might be burned out. Because when things get monotonous, when things get tough, it's burnout is definitely possible. Yeah, burnout, I think, is extremely common in recovery. You know, some people call it a plateau or whatever you want to call it. But it's why I've heard so many people, you know, me over a little over three years sober now, I've heard a lot of people talk about, you know, between three and five years were difficult uh, because you kind of get into this routine and and you, you, you get used to all of the good feelings and the success. So you start to think, maybe I don't need to do this or maybe I don't need to do that. And one thing that I, I found and some of the best advice that I've gotten is to really just stick to the process, you know, keep doing what's worked, even if it doesn't necessarily feel as great and it doesn't feel like you're, you're getting a ton out of it. Uh, just keep, you know, keep doing what worked and what got me there. Yeah. And the other thing is at that point, you may need to review what worked and what got you there. You may need to take a look at your recovery plan and see what is working in it when you feel burnout, it might be the perfect time to do some modification to keep your recovery strong. Yeah, I 
I think for for me, what I found is I, I kind of audited my my time, especially with my recovery time that I was doing, and and I've moved some things around and substituted some things. You know, early in recovery, you know, it was ninety meetings in ninety days. It was doing something in recovery every single day, and and I still do that. But now it's more the personal relationships. Um, I'm still going to meetings. You know, meetings aren't what keep me sober, but it, it reminds me of where I was and of what I need to do. And and so I focus much more of my time now on just helping other people that are in addiction and that are that are struggling maybe. And, and because that seems to help me more than anything else. And I do that by going to meetings for sure and meeting those people, but also just picking up the phone and talking to people, answering the phone when people call and not over committing to so many things that it becomes overwhelming. So said a different way, you're really evaluating the role that you're playing in your recovery meetings, because literally, I would say that you've taken more of a leadership role in the recovery meetings, whereas in those first few years, quite literally, you were there to strengthen your recovery. And Kevin, right now, your recovery is strong. And if you're listening to this, ask yourself the question, how strong is my recovery? Rate it on a scale of one to 10. Do that over a number of days. And if that number tends to be low, you might be burned out. Yeah. And burnout doesn't mean that you're going to fail or that you're going to relapse or anything like that. It's, it's making sure that those feelings that you know how to handle them and those feelings that I've had of, of maybe burnout or of, of a little feeling a little overwhelmed or like, man, what's the point of this? Some days you, you ask those things. Those are normal feelings. And again, it's just what do you do with them? And it's just like anything. You have a choice you know, to make. And, and my choice was, okay, I need to look at my life. I need to look and make sure that I'm not overcommitting. And then I also need to look at what works, make sure I keep doing that because you know, relapse is not an option for me. So just, just keeping, keeping things, um, keeping things in order, keeping things prioritized and, and making sure that, that I'm doing what works and I stay with what works. So I hope y'all caught that one sentence that is literally the baseline for Kevin's recovery. And that sentence was relapse is not an option, which means it's okay to get tired. It's okay to get burned out. It's okay to see that. But in seeing that, you have to know that relapse is not an option. You said that and then you kind of went over it. And I literally want to make sure that if you're listening, what is your baseline? Because if your baseline is relapse is not an option, you might be burned out. Yeah, and I think it's a good basis and to know that relapse is not an option. But what can happen too, I I think that can cause burnout is we just want to control everything. You know, we we were our life was so out of control for so long when we were active in addiction that we start to really want to control things and get so like caught up in all of the little details constantly. And and I think sometimes letting go of some control and kind of letting you know we we say it in my business, you know, let things kind of come to you, not try to, to control everything and change everything. And, and really for me, you know, it's surrendering so much stuff to, to my higher power, to, to my God and, and letting go of that stuff. And I find myself when I want to control everything, it, it, it puts me into this, this fatigue burnout stage. And one of the most powerful things that I heard you say is a coaching module that I teach 
because the greatest form of looking at control, it's like, what is the greatest way for you to look at control? Is to surrender, is to step into surrender control. And your ability to surrender control and then just deal with what comes at you. As you surrender control and as you deal with what comes at you, you will find that you have the strength, you have the ability. And again, if you see that you're burned out, just understand that you're burned out. It might be time to take a step back. It might be time to take a break. It might be time to take a breath. That's okay. Yeah, and checking your attitude. What I found is whenever I start to get a little negative or, or feel the burnout as I start to, everything around me looks negative and I start to find the negative and the, the problems in every situation as opposed to the, the good and the solutions. And one of the best things about recovery and the best things for my recovery is whenever I can build on the successes. So whenever I have something successful happen that's, that's tied to my recovery is really building on that and focusing on the good and not just focusing on the bad, you know, focusing instead of focusing on, hey, I'm spending all this time on recovery, I'm doing this, 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 think about all the good that's come out of it. You know, maybe if it's the person that you've helped or someone that you've been been working with is celebrating six months or a year of sobriety or or something, you know, really build on those successes. And I, I think that that can kind of help catapult you over that burnout feeling. And And just again, you know, you call it a plateau, I think, where, you know, our life has gotten good and and this is kind of the new normal now. So sometimes the new normal can seem maybe boring or seem like it's, you know, it's it wasn't all worth it. But it's it's important to work with others to then realize right where you can end up, you know, again quickly if you if you let up on the recovery. And one of the things that you really need to look at, especially if you're in burnout or approaching it, is what is your attitude? Because in that first year or two, you tend to be pretty gung-ho and you tend to be open to finding solutions to every problem that comes up. And as you gain a confidence and a depth in your recovery, like you may actually get a little secure. And as you get a little secure, that's when slippage occurs. And the thing to do is to look at your attitude and just ask yourself, what is my attitude today? Because like sobriety occurs in the moment, your attitude adjustment can occur in the moment also to where if you see your attitude is, is slipping, it might be time for an adjustment. Yeah. And I, I used to live in such fear that like, if I didn't, um, if I didn't st stay like really, really, really psychotic about this or didn't, wasn't so aggressive towards my recovery that it meant that I was, I was done or I was going to relapse. And, and I do think obviously it's my number one priority in my life and it will stay that way forever. But just because I have, again, I've said this before, but just because you have these feelings doesn't mean that it's the end. But what you have to do is look at those feelings and address them and not just sweep them under the rug. So if you start to feel like, Hey, you know, this seems pointless what I'm doing. Call somebody and talk to them. Uh, get, get with your, your team of people around you and talk to them. Explain to them how you're feeling. And a lot of times they can talk you through it. And sometimes once you start to talk about it and talk through it, you realize, you know what? This kind of thought is just something that's coming in my head and here's why. And it, you know, it can be something that can be deceiving us. Our thoughts can deceive us very quickly. And we realize how important what we're, the stuff we're doing is. And then we get back into it.
And oftentimes you almost feel silly having those thoughts and you have to drop the self-consciousness and silliness because the moment you call somebody up and you have a conversation with them, they may be in the same spot. If it's someone with a deeper level of sobriety, they may say, yeah, man, yeah, you know, yeah, I remember when I was there. And the beauty of that is there are no silly thoughts. There are a lot of incorrect thoughts. We generate our own issues, but there are no silly thoughts. So when you reach out to your support team, just say, hey, you know, I have a thought and I need to run it by somebody and then run it by them and have a discussion that is not in your own head with your own inner voices. That is the quickest way to kind of maybe just see and understand that you're in this burnout. And the deeper you understand it, the quicker it will pass and you will get back to a stage of being really in action around strengthening your sobriety. Yeah. And the word balance, I think is sometimes misunderstood. I, I, in my life, you know, people say I have a good balance and sometimes balance for me looks like I'm giving 99% to my job and 1% to my marriage for like a short period of time. But that means on the flip side, there's times when I'm going to give 99% to my marriage and 1%. So balance looks different for me throughout the week, throughout the day. Uh, and it's just about being intentional. So you have to find what balance works for you. So my my recovery plan may not work exactly like for for everyone else. You know, each person has to find their own balance and, and their own thing that works for them. And that's where for me, I, I'm starting to really understand balance in recovery, uh, to avoid these feelings that I've had, you know, and to understand that it's okay sometimes to put other things uh give other things a priority you know, in the, in the short term, just knowing that overall my priority is my recovery. That is such a beautiful clarification. Uh, balance is something that I have to, I'm going to reiterate what you said, because when you're working, you are 99% focused on your work, knowing that you have a family that loves you, a family that supports you, knowing you have a team that loves you and supports you. When you are with your family, you are 99% focused on being with the family and doing those things while knowing that work is going to be out there. So it's like that is, that is a very important clarification on balance because strength of recovery means wherever you are, whatever you are doing, you are 100% or 98% or 95% focused on that, knowing that these other aspects of your life they're there and there will be a time that you can really hone your focus towards them. Yeah, I had a good coach that helped me learn that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, well, that was and, Jim. and I have to be honest. Yeah, I have to be honest. That's one I struggled with because I used to say there is no balance in life. When you do something, whatever you're doing, you do it 100%. But here's the thing. We have family. We have work. We have our support teams. We have our recreation. You have your kid time. And I promise you, when you are with the kids, you are 100% with your daughter, with her activity, with your experience. That is the lesson that I learned about balance. 
Yeah. And I love that lesson. And I think we should, you know, finish up here with just some practical ideas on how to get out of burnout if you're there. And um, we've talked about some different ways to avoid it, but I'll start with one. And I, I think that uh, one thing that I've learned in my life, anytime I start to get bored with something is if I set a new goal uh, of some kind. And so like in recovery, you know, you can set a new goal, whether that's to, to help 20 people this month or, or to speak five times at different meetings or something like that, set a goal so that you can give some energy to it. I think that that helped, that could be helpful to push you through burnout. I think that's beautiful. A point that I want to have you understand is that understand when you feel like you're approaching burnout don't let it go. Just say, hmm, I may be approaching burnout. And as you deepen your understanding of that, it will be easy to go back to being energized in all aspects of life. Yeah. Another, another one is that I've, I've found that helps is I get back to like the basics of whenever I first got sober and there were some different books that I read and different things that I did. And, um, I've recently reread uh, a couple of books that I read early on in recovery and it it was helpful to me just to kind of re-energize me and remind me again of why I did it and why I started. And, and that's the thing. It's so easy for us to get bored when life is good, but we have to remember how life was, you know, before and how, how, potentially miserable we were then. And, and so it, it really helps to, to look back. I also, uh, since I kept a journal when I was in treatment, going back to read that has been very helpful too. And it reminded me, Hey, this was miserable. Let's not go back there. Uh, let's, let's keep going. Let's push through this feeling. I love the reflections of the darkness. One that I think I'm going to add to this list is literally be in communication. Get out of your head and get into a dialogue because your recovery strengthens in dialogue. Yeah, dialogue is key. And uh, it's why having things like, you know, in in a lot of the 12-step programs, they have a sponsor and having someone that you can talk to and, and, and confide in is so important and call it a sponsor, whatever you want, a trusted advisor. And so I think another way to help is you become someone else's trusted advisor. And so as you get some time under your belt and you get some experience, uh, that's one thing that I've really, really focused on here. And it's, it's helped me, you know, when they call you and you can answer and you can help them, it really puts everything in perspective and is extremely, extremely helpful. That is Thank you for listening spoken. to this episode of the Sobriety Elevated Podcast. Please like us, rate us, share us with your friends and family. By doing that, you make the difference. The more people that listen to this, the more we impact the recovery around the world. Thank you and create an incredible day.